Hi, my name is Sam Williams, and welcome to part one of episode number 94 of my sexy music podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. First of all, I'd like to welcome all of you to part one of episode number 94 of my sexy music podcast, Millennial Throwback Machine. I'm Sam Williams, and for those of you who are just now discovering this podcast, either on the Apple Podcast app, or on Stitcher, or on iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music, or on Spotify, and you're wondering, so what the heck is this? I'm going to give you a brief description of what this show is all about. Okay, so I'm Sam Williams, and I'm a 24-year-old songwriter slash producer, but I'm also a huge 60 music fan slash expert slash nerd. Each week with this podcast, I take one song by one artist in the 60s with the show in two parts. First part of the show, I talk about my opinion of the song and why I think it's so good or why I think it sucks, and then do my own personal analysis on the arrangement of the song, what's the cool, the chords, melody, and lyrics, and the second part of the show dig deep into the history behind that track. In that part of the show, I talk about who wrote the song, who produced it, where it was recorded, what, what, uh, what studio the song was recorded at, and where that studio was located at, and uh, the history behind the artists that recorded the song, and the musicians that played on it, and the songwriter that wrote the song, and also um, the label the song was released at, where that label was located at, and the year and month the song was released, and the peak position the, ma- the song made up originally in the Billboard Hot 100 charts. All that is in the second part of Moving on, let's get started in this week's song, shall we? Okay, so um, the song I'm going to be doing this week, I realize a lot of you guys who are listening to this podcast week this week are probably just doing it from your home, which is a good thing. It's it's good to, it's time right now just to stay home and not really go anywhere, but um, that's besides the point. Um, the reason why I'm doing the song this week is because my original plan for what I was going to do this week for my podcast, I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I decided, you know what, maybe now is not a good time to really do that. Um, I was originally going to do a song from the 60s I don't like at all and just sort of make fun of it <laughs> and just sort of do a whole rant about it and just sort of uh, basically roast the song, you know, just for shits and giggles. But you know what, I decided that can wait because I feel like right now what we need is some positive things reinforcement in our lives and you know I feel like if I were to do that I would be kind of being sort of negative and I decided you know what now is not a time for me to be super negative right now I think it's it's time for me to be positive so with that being said I'm going to be doing a song this week that you know you can easily just dance around to and just have a lot of fun with especially if you're in quarantine right now if you're just staying at home just hanging out you don't really have that much to do. This is a song that you can just, it's so fucking good. It's incredible. It's arguably one of the best songs from the 60s that, you know, it just, it's so lively and it's just so, you know, it really just gets you going and it's just, it's so amazing. And it's one of those tunes that I really, really hope that you enjoy. And I think, and it's also another one of those tunes I think you might be able to find some, you be, might be able to relate to. I mean, as stupid as the lyrics are, I mean, you know, the some of the lyrics that are happening in the song actually might kind of coincide with how we are feeling right now and sort of, sort of the human feelings and emotions that we're going through right now. 
as we enter into this, uh, you know, time of crisis. But really, I think you'll really like this song a lot. And trust me. And by the way, um, I'm dedicating this song to a friend of mine who loves this song. It's <laughs> arguably one of her favorite songs from the 60s. And I hope she's listening right now because I think she's about to freak out when I, when I, when I do this song because literally... <laughs> I mean, she can't get enough of it. And her name's Jane, and I've written a couple of uh, songs with her. And uh, well, Jane, uh, I'm I'm doing this one for you. So hopefully you're listening, and hopefully you're uh, you know you're enjoying this uh, this two part episode of this podcast I'm about to do. But anyways, um, this song was recorded in January of 1967 and released in March of that year. It's by a group called Jane and the Techniques. The name of the song is called Apple Peaches Pumpkin Pie. Does that song sound fire as fuck? Wow. I'm just, I'm a, I'm blown away by how incredible that song is. It's just amazing. It just, it, it slaps. I'm telling you, it's really, really good. And, uh, you know, it's one of those songs that whenever I hear it on the radio, I just want to turn it up seriously. And today we're going to talk about what makes a song so good, both musically and lyrically. But we got to talk about the song's music first, as always. Okay, so what's so cool about this song is just how layered the instrumentation is when there isn't much happening as far as the chord changes is concerned. I mean, because let's be honest, I mean, you know, there there isn't too many chord changes going on in this song. I mean, you know, there's one section where it's just one, two, and then... But here's the thing, is that the main chord they use in the song is, su- is a super beefy chord that sounds incredible in this tune. And that chord is the minor 11 chord, which also is a 9 sus 4 chord. But when they here's the thing, is that the reason why the song sounds so cool is that when they play this chord, the different instruments in the song do this really cool thing where they take different parts or notes inside of that chord and they just play something different from that chord together. And when you combine all of that, you get this insanely awesome sound. And you can hear it, you know, in the very beginning of the song. And you can also hear it in the instrumental section, too, you know, when, th- when there's no lead vocal. And it's just, it, it, the thing is that when you, when, you, when you hear that sound of, you know, the different instruments playing different parts of that chord, and then it just combining all those instruments together it it really does sound magical and just to break it down for you the keyboards in the song and the song is primarily organ driven are playing the super dope melody that is based off the lead singer's melody in the song when he when he when he sings that part where the backup singers come in and then the horns basically write out an essential note in the song which is basically the 11 they play that f note and it just sounds it's just it's there's no words to describe how great that sound is and on top of that and so check this out when they do this the trumpet player and the sax player are playing that note specifically and i'm pretty sure the trumpet player is using a mute and that's why it sounds a little bit different than normal trumpet 
And, you know, when they do this, they sometimes play it together and sometimes they play it separately. And when this happens, it sounds so magical and it's really just has the ability to knock your socks off. And this is definitely the coolest part of the song. And the backup singers on this track are also really good and they perfectly complement the singer's lead vocal because they don't, you know, when the, and the, and the thing is, is that when, when in the chorus, they don't sing the same melody as the lead singer. So it almost sounds like a duet. And that's really cool because it really sounds incredible, except that there's three singers singing with the lead singer. And, it, you know, it's almost like a duet between the lead singer and the backup vocalist, but it just sounds so layered and it just sounds so insanely in amazing and that's and that just sounds like dynamite and and as as check this out so what what we can call the the chorus of the song you know because let's face it i mean what we can label as the chorus might be different than what you label as the chorus for the song because it the thing is is that it this i gotta be honest with you this song has a weird structure because what the section that many people would call the chorus which has a lyric, you know, ready or not, here I come, gee, that used to be so fun. And when that lyric alternates, um, you know, the thing is, is that people might consider that song the part of the chorus, but even though, guess what? The title of the song isn't there. And it actually doesn't come in to the other into the other part of the song with a bunch of stuff cancels out and there's no backup singers, there's no horns, and there's a bunch of super groovy and tasty guitar licks being played. And it's just that plus drums and bass and the lead singer. You know, and there's and there's some piano there too, but it just basically, you know, that that's another really cool part of the song because you can really hear what's going on with the rhythm section, and it just sounds phenomenal. It sounds so layered, and there's just so much going on, even with such a simple chord progression. So, could you call that the chorus? I mean, sure. Well, maybe the chorus should be where all the most important parts of the song are happening. And that is that, and when that super hooky melody comes in, you know, where the backup singers come in. But since the song's title isn't there in that section of the song, you get to decide which part of the song is in chorus and which isn't. Because you could say the part where the backup singers come in, that could be the chorus, or there could be like a verse. And, you know, the song part where the song's title comes in, well, that could be the chorus too. I mean, really, I mean, there's just, there, there's no right or wrong answer in this, in this song because it just, it sounds so cool, even though it has such a weird structure. And the closest thing the song has to a bridge is the song's instrumental section. And also, like I said before, the song has a weird structure because there are essentially only two sections of this track. But it's interestingly enough, the lyrics change for these two sections. So even the song, even though the song doesn't have a ver definitive verse chorus structure, the two sections of the song focus, uh, the focuses of the song and the two sections of it are so hooky that people can't, people can really get into the song despite its unorthodox structure. Because, I mean, trust me, I know it's not something you're thinking about when you're dancing to the song and having a good time and listening to it. Because I'm sure you're probably not even thinking twice about analyzing the structure of the song but it's it's interesting it's different than a lot of other pop songs from this era but even though let's be honest a lot of 60s songs are known for having weird structures especially ones from the mid 60s and later 60s but 
that's what makes them so cool. They just so they just don't sound like anything you hear today, really. And w- another reason why I picked this song, you know, just for just for just an FYI, you know, other than the fact that I absolutely fucking love it, <laughs> is that it's in my favorite musical key, B flat major, and the core of the song is built upon my favorite chord of all time which is, again, the minor 11 chord, the 9 says 4 chord that they just go crazy on with this tune. And like I said before, this they make this chord sound so cool by taking different parts of the chord and assigning different instruments in the song to play different parts of the chord. I mean, especially when you got that keyboard player doing that melody, you know, in the in the instrumental section, and then you got the the sax player coming in with that with that writing that F note, and then the trumpet player comes in, he's also doing the same thing, but it just sounds different because one's in one's in one octave, the other's in the other octave. It just sounds badass. It's just so cool, and uh, yeah, so. Um, it's interesting because when you listen to the song, they slip into that major five chord, you know, once they kind of, you know, there are certain parts of the song where they slip into that F chord after they do that, uh, after they do that C minor 11 chord. And it just, it sounds so incredible when they do that because it's so subtle because, you know, it just, those leading tones into that, from that minor 11 chord into the F chord. It, you know, it's just, it's perfect. I mean, it's what's to be expected with a tune like this. I mean, but man, it's just sounds, I, I, I'm sorry, but that, that literally, that's why I love this song so much. And you might like it because it's super upbeat, it's danceable, and it might, you know, when you listen to the song, you might think you might, it might help you get through some of the tough times that you're going through right now. And uh, lyrically, the song kind of evokes that too. And we'll get into that in uh, just a few minutes. Okay, so now let's get into the song's lyrics, because I know what you're thinking. Sam, why the hell should I care about the lyrics for this song? I mean, the song the song starts out with apple, peaches, pumpkin pie. I mean, like, why should I really think about the lyrics for this song? Well, it's mainly because, I'm going to be honest with you, I know I'm probably wrong about this, and you know I'm prob I'm ninety percent certain I'm wrong about this, but since after all this is music, this is art, we can kind of take different things from it, and we can kind of make up our minds as to what certain lyrics are about, and we can kind of twist things to make it so that way people in today's world will be able to relate to it, and not just people from a specific time frame. So basically, what I'm going to say is that. Um, the song contains lyrics that convey certain human feelings and emotions that um, I'm sure you're probably feeling right now. Like, for example, I mean, just to, just to give you a good example, I mean, it, I, I know there's not really too much to think about as far as the lyrics is concerned, but really, if you, if you just take a close look at them, I mean, I, I can't say that you will because, again, like, this is not a song that people are going to be like, oh my God, like what's the song about? But, you know, just, just for your information, um, the song is about a guy who, you know, is, he used to play this innocent game of hide and seek with this girl that he used to play with when he was a kid. And the song is really all about that. And, you know, this is when he used to do this, play this game with her when he was a kid and now they're all grown up, you know, the girl isn't really that interested in him in him anymore. 
and you know and it doesn't seem like she wants to play this game with him anymore you know and you know essentially but here's the thing is that even though he think this girl is isn't really interested in him anymore he is very optimistic that now that they're all quote unquote grown up you know he is going to eventually become her husband and you know and he's going to quote unquote take her home and then he's going to marry and he's going to marry her and uh and look it i mean right now we're probably all kind of wishing and hoping that things will get back to the way they were like earlier uh, a couple months ago and we were kind of longing and just you know thinking back to how different life was like literally just like two or three months ago i mean you know life is so different now with this crisis that we're currently in and uh you know we're kind of when when right now we're probably thinking back to all the fun that we used to have you know before this whole catastrophe happened and that's what the guy in this song is essentially doing he's thinking back to that innocent fun time he used to when he used to play hide and seek with this girl he's thinking back to how fun it was you know playing that game with her and essentially there's a time lapse that happens in the song actually because you know once we kind of get further on to the song we find out that you know they're all grown up and now the girl isn't really that interested in her and in, in him anymore and um you know, it's one of those things where it's like we just went through a huge time lapse in our world where things seem kind of fun, things seem kind of great, and then things just went to crap after that. And, you know, things you know, now we kind of feel like our world is just isn't that great anymore. And now things kind of suck. And honestly, that's how he feels in the song, too. He's like, man you know, why are you ignoring me right now? Like we used to, used to not do that when we were kids, but now you are, man, this sucks. I mean, that's, that's basically how he's feeling right now. And, you know, but here's the thing is that once we kind of get further onto the song, we find out that he is essentially feeling like, okay, well, you know, even though you're ignoring me right now, I'm sure that you will be mine eventually. And, you know, and, you know, and I'm going to marry you and things are going to be great. And I'm sure a lot of you right now are thinking to myself, you know what? Things kind of suck right now. <laughs> you know, I really, you know, things aren't really that good, but eventually time will, you know, enough time will pass and things will change and things will get back to normal and things will be great again. Things will be exactly the way they were. And this will be just a funny memory for all of us. And guess what? That's exactly how he feels in the song, too. He's like, you know what? You might be ignoring me right now, but, you know, you'll eventually change your mind and, you know, we'll get married and things will be great. And, you know, a lot of us are probably thinking thinking that way right now, too. We probably think that this will this will all be over at some point and then things will go back to normal and then things will be absolutely amazing again, you know, and uh, see. I'm, and now when you when I say that, I hope that you like the song a little bit more than you did before, you know, because I'm sure when you when you when you if you've if you've heard hearing the song for the first time, I guarantee you're not really thinking about 
the song's lyrics and you're just in love with how upbeat and danceable and catchy it is and it'll probably the song will probably get stuck in your head for quite a while i mean i'm not gonna lie it's pretty catchy um but it's again it's like i feel like after i explained to you uh what this what the human feelings and emotions that this guy is having in the song um they might be in line with the human feelings and emotions that you're having right now you know with the way with where we're at right now as a society and uh you know and again it's like i know this was written before this whole thing happened but you know i feel like you know you can kind of find peace and solidarity with this song because i guarantee you you're basic you might be you know exactly where this guy is at right now or the guy that wrote the song and the guy who sang the song and interestingly enough you know, there's a lot of conflict to happen when when the song was recorded, but we'll get into that in next week when we talk about the history behind the artists that were the band that recorded the song, plus you know how it even got to them in the first place. So that concludes part one of episode number ninety four of my sixty music podcast, the Millennial Throwback Machine. I'm Sam Williams, and if you liked my analysis on this week's song and you love it and you're dancing around the song in your living room and your home and you know it's it's a fun song and uh you know if you're spending some alone time right now and you just you can't get enough of this tune because it's so upbeat and dancing and catchy and you've never heard it before and you're around my age um you can email me at sam com, and you can also reach out to me on instagram iheartoldies and check out more of my original music at samwilliamsmusic.net and uh by the way a couple of things i wanted to uh mention to you guys about my original music um i haven't talked about this yet but i might as well mention mention it to you right now i am in the process of redistributing my songs that unfortunately got taken down from the platforms they were on i mean it was on it was every it was on all the platforms from apple podcast to i mean sorry uh apple music to spotify and you know all all the major platforms where you can listen to sh- listen to music and the, my songs were on there, but then they got taken down. So right now, um, I'm gonna be and I'm gonna redistribute those songs, and uh, I'm going to let you guys know when they're available on all the platforms. And uh, yeah, so just just a quick little FYI for those of you who are looking to hear some of my music but then couldn't find me. Well, I'm gonna be up on those platforms, but back on those platforms pretty soon. Yeah, so just a little FYI. And uh, yeah, so also things you can check out, you know, that'll go along with this podcast. A couple of extra things are one, of course, a link to the songs so that we can listen to it. That's in the description of this episode of this podcast. And you can also find the official uh, Spotify and YouTube playlist for this podcast. Here you'll be able to find all the songs I talk about on my show so far, including some ones that, you know, I've uh, mentioned in some of the interviews I've conducted on this show. Um, you know, and some of the things that were talked about, the people I've interviewed. And uh, yeah, so you can go on there and check those out. And, uh, you know, we'll love it if you can do that. Hopefully that'll give you some ideas for what kind of music I should talk about next time I show that I haven't yet. But that should give you, let you know, like the, get the feel for what kind of stuff I talk about on my show. And if that does give you any, any ideas, you can email those to me at samltwillyoddcloud.com. Or you can also reach out to me on Instagram, iheartoldies. And, um, you know, I still have my official Redbubble merch store for this podcast, so you can check out that. The link to that in the description of this episode of this podcast. And, 
yeah, um, it has this, I had this super cool logo that I had somebody else design and, uh, you know, it's basically, but I came up with it. It's the catchphrase I say at the end of every episode and keep on trucking tie dye font. Um, you can go on there and you can basically, uh, you know, purchase something if you'd like to. Um, by the way, um, just an FYI for those of you who are wondering, Redbubble is continuing to ship out and print items even during this crisis right now. So, um, as of right now, uh, they haven't stopped anything yet. So you can still go on there and purchase something from a Redbubble artist as of right now. So, um, you know, I'll keep you guys posted if anything changes regarding that. But hopefully maybe they'll take out the cuts for the artist too. And we'll be able to keep everything during this crisis. I know Bandcamp is doing something like that, you know, for their artists as well. So, you know, maybe Redbubble will follow suit. But who knows? But anyways, you know, you can find that in the link description of this episode's podcast. And, uh, you know, luck. hopefully you'll purchase something. If not, then I love it. You can give me some feedback on the price of each item in the store plus the logo itself. You can do that by emailing me at samltwilliaicloud.com. And you can also reach out to me on Instagram at iheartroldies. And my link to my Instagram profile is in the description of this episode as well, just in case you forgot. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to keep doing this podcast for a while, like I said before. Um, I do have to get a brand new hard drive. Um, but I got an extra one for right now, so I'm going to keep doing this podcast until I run out of space from that one, and then I'm just going to exchange this other one and just, you know, start fresh again, you know, um, but I'm going to keep doing this podcast for a little bit, you know, hopefully, um, what I'm doing with the show is that I'm taking your guys' you're taking, taking your minds off of what's happening right now in the world and, you know, like what's been going on. Hopefully, you're just kind of just forgetting out forgetting about that for a little bit and just hearing some 60 music history and my analysis on these songs hopefully you guys are just you know um taking your mind off of what's been going on right now and you're listening to this podcast and i have a ton of episodes from the past that you can always dig into and listen to lots of interview episodes and hours upon hours of episodes from tons of songs the 60s you can you can feel free to check out um i personally handpicked every single one you know so you know, these are all songs I thought were interesting, I thought were cool, I thought were really good. So um, feel free to check all that stuff out. And uh, yeah, so um, I'm Sam Williams, and thank you guys again for joining me for listening to this episode of this podcast. And until next week, please stay safe and keep things groovy. Keep things groovy.